You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about traffic building from zero for brand new websites. Very challenging thing to do. And joining us for that conversation is someone who's done that many times. I'd like to welcome to Press This, Mr. Adam Reamer. Hey, thank you for having me, David. So glad to have you on again, Adam. You were on in the past, and uh, I actually don't remember the topic we covered last time, um, but I am really curious to hear your philosophy and techniques around taking brand new websites and starting to build traffic. Uh, for those unfamiliar with Adam, um, he's you know kind of a multi-decade seasoned digital marketer. Uh, it's funny that digital is that old to be able to say that now. Um, co- free, frequent conference speaker, places like PubCon and Affiliate Summit. Um, Adam runs a company called Adam Reamer Marketing. It's funny you got a job there, Adam. That was very lucky of you. Um, <laughs> and uh, what, what they do there, really helping folks with their digital marketing strategy. Um, so, Adam, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. And I know I've asked you this question in the past in your prior episode, but I, I, did, I do not remember your answer. I doubt anyone listening did either. So I'm going to ask it again. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. 
I was sitting at a think tank type of conference, probably the early 2000s or somewhere around there. And someone was mentioning CMS systems and I wasn't really sure what that was because at that time I was hand coding HTML pages and adding new menu navigation and everything by hand. And they demonstrated it and it was fantastic. And so I started switching sites over to WordPress. That's uh, okay. Yeah, it was a Brian Littleton conference when it was invite only and he'd fly a bunch of us out to just sit around and give feedback on ShareSale. Okay, gotcha. And so you're there, you're kind of hand building, you're, you're, you're in digital at the time, but working with hand coded sites. CMS is a foreign term to you at this time. And you said this, you think this was like the early 2000s. So like WordPress was uh, created in 2003. So presumably like 2003 to 2005, like that time frame. Probably closer to 2006 or 2007, actually. Because I was just leaving my last real job before Great. I started to go out on my own. So yeah, I was probably closer to the mid-2000s. Yeah, so this is right around the time when plugins and themes had just been released. It was pre what's called custom post types, which I consider to be the moment when it became a CMS. But it was funny to hear folks talking about it as such, even back then. Um, that is a really interesting origin story. Adam is somewhat unique. We've had a lot of similarity over the years here on these origin stories, but I think that's the first uh, think tank story for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, the biggest selling point for me was never having to update 50 to 200 pages for every blog post I'd write. If I'd do a new category, if I'd want to link it through, I'd have to go back to everyone individually. So having that automated was just massive for me. Oh, wow. So like the time-saving element, that definitely, uh, at least from the content updating perspective, is unique, uh, at least for the show to date. That's pretty interesting. I'm sure that was a huge draw for you back in the day. Um, now, in your introduction, I had mentioned that you uh, run a company called Adam Reamer Marketing. I made a joke that you were lucky to work there, and I'm guessing it's because it's your company, but could you tell us a little bit about what Adam Reamer Marketing does? Yeah, so we do a lot of digital strategy, as you said. We do a ton of SEO work. We do ethical affiliate management. We do monetization strategy. We also work a lot on conversion rate optimization. And although that's a big term, it just means providing the best user experience from a content and answering questions above a product or above a call to action to making sure the mini cart and the checkout process is fluid, making sure that everything has a reason to exist on the site and removing the things that don't have a reason to exist. And that's what the core focus of our company is. So and part of that is working with WordPress site owners to help them monetize, to help them funnel their traffic and to help them scale their traffic. So your focus, you mentioned, was on like CRO, conversion rate optimization. We're talking about traffic generation today. Do you view those two as like intricately connected or, or um, how do you think about that just in general relative to the services you all provide? Absolutely. They are definitely interconnected. And the reason is once you get traffic into your website, what do you do with it and how do you actually get it to turn into a newsletter subscriber, turn it into a sale if you're using WooCommerce or one of the other commerce plugins. And then how do you actually get more traffic from that source once you get it converting? So bringing traffic to your site is important, but what you do with it while on your site is more important because that's where you actually make your money and build your audience. 
And it doesn't matter if you're selling CPM impressions, if you're doing a cost per click model, or if you're selling physical product and building a newsletter list in a community. So if I'm building, say, a news site, then the idea there is that I'm going to design a site, I'm going to have, I'm going to create it or have a developer code it, and then I'm going to establish essentially a funnel. And your observation is that while you're creating that funnel, and then over time while you're improving it, traffic generation, and, and I'm guessing also which traffic you're generating from, is it sounds like for you, and I'm guessing a lot of other folks, just like part of that overall strategy around Sierra. What you said is what most people do, but there's one important thing missing from there, and that is knowing what your site's about and knowing the topic. Before you even start to think about traffic, you have to know what you're going to be creating content for, who your audience is, and then you start to think before you even go into design, before you outline the content and the topics, where does this traffic exist? So for example, if you're going to be doing something with crafting, you know you're going to need YouTube, you know you're going to need Pinterest, Google could be important for you, but it actually might not. You're probably also going to need influencer traffic for that. And what you're going to want to do then is build an experience for crafting. And that means you're going to have a heavy reliance with your design on mobile traffic coming in. So people that are in their studio, they're not going to want to move a computer around or if they don't have one, they're going to have an iPad or an iPhone to follow along and to find instructions very quickly. Your website or your blog is also going to have to host a lot of images. So you know you're going to need to compress those down. You know you're going to have to use gzip to transfer your CSS um, files and everything else, and you know you're going to have to create a big experience. The same goes with food bloggers. You know you're going to have to be able to click to download, share, and save versus something that's built for Google. What you're doing with Google is you're worrying about how things move and shift around your pages. You're worrying about providing clear and direct answers and having a lot of good content that adds value. You're going to need to worry about schema and other things if your goal is SEO. So I always start with what is the topic and where does that traffic exist? Now, how do I design and how do I start building the website for those specific types of traffic in those channels? I feel like what I should like a hundred million dollar company. They have zero SEO traffic. We're doing it through paid, through marketplace, through social, through influencer. Now we're just starting to move into SEO after they've already hit nine figures. I, I love, I wish I could slow clap right here on the air because I think like as I hear teams get into projects where they're building out a site or, you know, trying to optimize for conversions, it's like they come in with a lot of opinions about why they think uh, a certain approach is correct and then they make, quote, the perfect thing and then kind of put it out there and see what happens. But it's funny because like when folks come to me and say, what would you do about this web page or how would you make it better? I always say, who's the audience? Where's the traffic coming from? Because I feel like I can't even answer the question until I know that. And I think, you know, a lot of design and dev teams just skip right over the where's the traffic coming from part and kind of have this picture in their head of the persona of the person that's going to use the page. And, you know, maybe it's informed by research, but it's like fundamentally um, not really connected to where, where real visitors and real buyers are going to come from. Um, so I find like that's, again, kind of a, a rare commodity as folks think about, you know, CRO pages, uh, projects, or just generally building out and improving a site. Uh, bravo for me on that one, Adam. I want to dive into, though, uh, more into details specifically around the projects um, brands undertake when, when starting a site and driving traffic. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're interviewing Adam Reamer about traffic building from zero for brand new websites. Adam, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about um, looking at where visitors are going to come from before designing a website or doing a CRO project. Very sound advice in my view. Next question, though, is like, how often do you ultimately work with brand new sites? And what are some of the typical challenges they face, though, is like, I launched this new thing, now I got to go get traffic from it. Like, how often does that come up for you? And then when it does, what are the challenges that those brands face? I have at least one of those websites or stores or uh, blogs coming at me weekly, sometimes daily, just depends on the season. And the biggest question is, why did you build this? And I need to figure out what the end goal of the owner or the marketing team is. Sometimes it's a company that has a lot of VCs funding, but didn't think it through and they just had to get something live. So it's just breaking it down to, okay, what is our end goal? Where do we have to go? And what are our milestones? Then we map out the milestones and we figure out where's our easiest way to start building the audience and where's the easiest way to start obtaining, obtaining the traffic from. And from there, we start to put the plan together. But without knowing the goal, you can't even start anywhere. So it's mapping out your milestones. Yeah, I think that's another salient point, this notion of like, well, what is your objective? Like, what are you trying to do? Uh, having helped, you know, a ton of people besides myself, it's funny how, how rare I found folks actually had a good answer for that. Um, but when you pressed and asked enough questions, they ultimately did. I noticed that you said like, look, okay, we're trying to understand what the end goal is. We're trying to understand what the product or service is about and where, um, might, con uh, where might traffic be coming from typically for like that kind of thing. And you, you talked about like trying to identify the easiest ways to drive traffic. Um, how do you think about like what's easiest? Like obviously there's like the work involved. Are you also thinking about like the chance of success for the traffic you might get? Like what does easiest mean to you? The easiest is usually the worst way possible. For example, hosting giveaways and doing freebies and other things that bring in low value, low quality. For example, if you're going to do a giveaway and you're going to do $500 and XYZ type of product, basically you're going to get a million fake email addresses. You're going to get really low quality likes on Facebook and follows on Twitter. And essentially when you actually need to reach the real audience, 
there's so much pollution in there that you're not actually going to reach them and you have to start from scratch. So the best thing to do is to figure out where your customers are and the easiest way to reach them is normally through the shopping process. So if you sell paint cans, for example, go to something like Answer the Public or use SEMrush or use Google and figure out what people are looking for as far as a paint can goes. Do they want to know about getting it refilled? Is it recyclable? Is it, I have no idea what else you would use a paint can for, maybe a banjo or something like for an instrument or a band in the country. But basically what you would want to do is start answering those questions and developing content around that. And then you cross sell your product inside. It's going to be a lot cheaper to bid on those types of phrases. And sometimes you can find some that have a thousand to 5,000 searches a month. Then you can go into PPC and bring that traffic in. You can also go into social media and use affinity groups and demographic targeting and interest targeting. So maybe you'll find jug band fans that need paint cans and you could start running ads for how to use your paint can to turn it into a drum set or a drum kit, for example. And now you're starting to bring people in and build that. And you're going to people based off their interests and while they're in the shopping process. And that's your easiest way to get traffic. But again, it's also identifying what the use is and can you build enough convincing content to get the person to convert on your website or at least at the very least give you their real contact information so you can market to them as they're ready to shop. I like how you pointed out that kind of getting volume of traffic is generally easy, but to your point, uh, those quote easy channels will often not convert. Um, and you kind of talked about how it's better to focus on quality channels where you feel the those there would have more relevance and perhaps buying intent. Um, I, it's funny, I often hear people say things like, oh, I need to find out how to drive more traffic to my website. And I always think like, don't you mean more sales? Like, uh, it's funny, I think of traffic like water and fishing is like, you have to have water to have fish, but you can't eat until you catch a fish. So it doesn't matter ultimately how much water you have if there's no fish in it. And so it sounds like for you though, it's less around the volume of clicks and visitors and more around the quality of those clicks and visitors and their ability to drive outcomes. Would you say that's true? I would, and I wouldn't use the word sales. I would use the word customers. And the difference is a sale is someone that just makes a purchase. A customer is someone who you can market back to again later. So if you only sell baby cribs and mobiles, for example, well, there's only going to be a certain amount of time that that person stays with you. But you could create a relationship with nurseries and interior designers and other people. And that way, as you know, once the child is born and it hits maybe two years old and no longer needs the baby crib, well, then you can start passing that off and building a life cycle channel to your partner store. And as the partner store knows that as there's people that are pregnant, they can send them back to you. A customer is someone who's going to trust you and continue to shop with you and spend money with you and visit you and refer people to you. So it's really about the user experience, especially if you're in your site, how you get people to be loyal to you and to continue to come back to you and send their referrals to you as well. So this to me sounds like another traffic generation technique and, and probably one you're doing like right from the very beginning where when you close a deal in whatever capacity that you have established enough trust that you can continue to market to the customer via email, of course, which in turn would 
uh, in the future generate more traffic and more sales. But you also kind of mentioned the, the referral piece. So are, are you kind of kind of proposing that from the very get-go, brands should be thinking about this when they build their site? Like instead of like focusing all their time externally, like spend a lot of time or some time focusing on those existing customers? Absolutely. Even if you're not a brand, if you're just someone that wants to hang out in the dark and you just use a website without an actual brand name or company name, your livelihood depends on your ability to have to become an entity. Just like in, in the SEO world, we use entity a lot. But the reality is, if you're not something people remember and come back to, once your traffic channels dry up, you're dead in the water. There's nothing you can do. And that's why it's important to have that community and that user base. And that's why it's important to make people want to remember you and to engage with you. Awesome. That's also why it's important to make sure that your domain name and your brand is repeatable and able to be spelled. Whenever someone comes to me with a new one, we go out onto the street, not with COVID, of course, but and we ask random strangers, hey, spell this. And we just say the name real quick. If they repeat back, what did you say? Or they can't remember the name. It's probably pretty bad. If eight of those people get the spelling wrong or can't really figure it out or have to stumble, it's probably not a good domain or a brand name. And that's why it's really important to be cautious. You're making more work for yourself by trying to be cute and funny versus something repeatable, memorable, and easy to share and spell. I like it. I like it. Good, uh, good groundwork for the future. It also reminds me of the old marketing adage, the cheapest customer to get is the one you already have. Um, next question. So we talked a little bit about, or you talked a little bit about, you know, kind of uh, queuing in, kind of zeroing in on these quality channels that, that you feel like they'll be qualified buyers in. Um, do, you, do you try to like knock them out one at a time or, or do you try to like execute multiple campaigns at, at once um, when you're launching for a new site? When I'm launching a new site, I wouldn't just do one, but I also wouldn't do all of them. I'd pick the three that we think our traffic and our customers exist in. And then I would work on those and see what's happening with it. If I have a budget, I'm going to spend some money there. I don't plan on making the money back, although it's great if I do. I just want to see which one's going to start converting and which one's going to be the most, at least from the get-go, the most profitable for the long run. And that's where I'm going to start focusing. Once I get that going solid, then I go into the next one and then I start building from there. But the important thing is to not just go after everything at once because you probably have limited time and limited bandwidth and limited budget. And at that point, you really need to just figure out your best opportunities, get them going, and then start to worry about the rest. I like it. Get that low-hanging fruit first. Get some early wins. And I'm guessing it's also easier to know if you're, what you're pitching is good or not, if your core group of potential buyers are buying it or not, versus like getting further and further away from your core at the very beginning. Again, very salient advice. I want to ask you some more questions uh, about kind of prioritization and, and different channels, but we're going to take our last quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. 
a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're talking about traffic building from zero with Adam Reamer. Adam, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about choosing, like, say, your top two to three potential audiences when starting to work on traffic for a a new campaign. And I remember from my agency days, like people would often like ask the question, like, should I start with PPC or SEO? You've talked a little bit about, you know, paid and organic strategies, but like, how do you, do you tend to favor one or the other for a new site? Like, do you spend more on pay, more time on paid than organic or kind of equal time? Or how do you think about paid versus organic, maybe search or, or even social? Well, unless you have all the luck in the world, you're not going to get any organic traffic immediately. So you're going to have to go into paid and paid for me could be PPC. It could be marketplaces where you're advertising your product on Amazon or on eBay, or uh, if you're in the adult industry on some of the campsites, they let you promote and run ads. There's also paid as an influencers. If you know you're trying to reach a certain group and there's someone that has an actual audience that they actually influence, you're going to want to pay for that. And that's where you're going to go first. And that's going to help you build up your authority. Pinterest, for example, I was at a conference and they had their engineers talking about their algorithm and they do have a trust score, unlike Google, which doesn't necessarily have one. And Pinterest will take the authority of your domain. So if you get some of those influencers, they get a lot of shares, a lot of people engaging and leaving real comments to actually boost your domain authority up, you're going to do a lot better because your whole domain wins in the Pinterest algorithm. So I definitely start paid because organic just isn't going to happen as quickly. If you don't have the budget, then start creating the best user experience for why someone would want to share and engage with your audience. It's not so much the conversions as much as why is somebody going to share this and will that share result in someone linking to my site and someone else clicking through to experience my site. But the most important thing is making sure that experience on your site that made them want to share is relevant to your customers and your theme. If you're all about coffee, for example, then having something about how blue space blue paint stains wood doesn't matter it's not relevant and even if it goes viral you've you've declassified your silo it just it doesn't matter anymore nothing's relevant and the people visiting don't care about it because don't care about coffee because they're there for paint and to watch a funny video so it's all yeah. about relevance too 
I think that's, you know, I remember again in those agency days, I get people come in and they say, we, we need SEO. I said, cool, why do you need SEO? They said, well, because we want more sales. I said, okay, um, when do you want your sales? Tomorrow or six months from now? And they said, tomorrow. And I was like, cool, let's start with PPC because I knew we could go get the traffic like instantly versus having to build up to it, you know, with an SEO campaign. Um, so I'm glad yeah. to hear, uh, you know, that, that advice because it, it is a very fast path, at least in my experience. Um, next when question. When you go in for PPC first, you actually have the keywords that convert that you can start optimizing for with SEO. So that's oh. just an added win. And you use Bing for Bing traffic if you're optimizing there, and you use ad, Google Ads for Google. Or Yandex or Beidou, they have their own ad platforms, just depending if you optimize in China or in Russia. That is such a little gold nugget in that tip for folks, is like go with PPC and then know what keywords are worth messing with with SEO. Uh, great, great, great mention there. Last question, uh, we'll go for a short answer on this. What is your favorite unconventional technique to get traffic for a new site? Huh, uh, there's way too many of them. <laughs> Everything from setting up signs as people are driving down and stuck at red lights to trying little viral stunts, mostly offline to bring traffic online and building okay. guys offline. That's one of my favorites. I like it. I like it. There's so many creative ways to do that for sure. Well, Adam, as always, a bounty of valuable information. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. To learn more about what Adam is up to, visit adamreamer.me. Reamer is spelled R-I-E-M-E-R, adamreamer.me. Thanks everyone for uh, listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.